What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lem Me No. I'm your host, Angel Lem. Today I'm sitting with Kelsey Arellano. Kelsey is a Mexican American bilingual clinical psychotherapist from San Diego County. Kelsey is a first generation college graduate with a master's in clinical psychology. Kelsey works with individuals, couples, children ages 10 and up, adolescents, and their families with different types of mental health, emotional, and adjustment issues. Most of her patients are from local neighborhoods, which consist of large percentages of Latinx and military community. Kelsey is very passionate about what she does, and she puts her heart in all the... Kelsey is a therapist, speaker, facilitator, advocate, entrepreneur, with an upcoming clothing line, Humanity Line. She's also the writer of Kate Beautiful Mind and a self-published author of How I Became the Love of My Life, a memoir. And last but not least, you can find her podcast Aquí Entre Nos. Make sure you go catch her podcast. Make sure you go support her. As you can tell, she's a very, very, very busy person. And, you know, I'm just lucky to be able to have her on the show. And hopefully you guys go show her some support because, like I mentioned, she's very, very busy. And, you know, we're not really going to talk about her clothing line. But from what she has told me, I'm very excited for you guys to find out. Um, right. As of right now, it's not ready. That's why we don't stop, talk about it. But on this episode, we do talk about her practice. We talk about how she feels about podcasting, what got her into writing. And, you know, we just we talk about her being a therapist in this world of covid and you know how she releases some of that stress that tension you know having to listen to people's issues and their problems and you know working from home and how you know how she deals with it so she won't be affected too much by you know what's going on so like i said you guys are gonna have fun make sure you go leave a five star review on her podcast Make sure to leave a five-star review on this podcast. And I'm excited to say that we hit 100 reviews. Actually, we're at 101. So thank you to everybody that's left the review. Thank you for everybody that has been supporting me for the past three years. And, you know, I've, I've wanted to, to stop doing this show. But, you know, people like Kelsey inspire me to just keep going. That way, you know, I could reach more people to listen to her. And, you know, at the end of the day, I benefit from, you know, knowing people like her. So, you know, hopefully you guys go support her because at the end of the day, this is what makes us go forward. You know, inspires us that somebody's listening to us, that somebody's supporting us, that wants us to be successful. And me, you know, that's what I look at. And, you know, that's what drives me to 
make this podcast greater and better and reach more people. So, you know, but at the end of the day, I can only do that with your guys' help. So please, like I mentioned, go leave a five-star review on iTunes. I have stickers. If you would like to support the show by carrying one of our logos around, I do have free stickers that like I mentioned. Um, all I would need is your address to send them, and that's about it. They're completely free. Um, like I mentioned, I just the only support I need is for you guys just to keep sharing the show, listening to the show, tell more people about the show. That way, people like Kelsey could, you know, be heard, and more people come on the show. And that way you guys could, could benefit from her stories, from what she does. And if you're looking for a therapist, um, you know, I just found you a perfect one. You get to know her. You don't have to go through the hassle of, you know, interviewing them or seeing if they fit. Just based on this interview, you could pretty much tell if this would be a right fit for you. She does have a waiting list. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But, you know, I'm just bringing the option. And for the meantime, she does have a podcast. Where you guys could listen and benefit from her topics. And we know we're going to get more into it on this show. We're going to talk about her podcast. We're going to talk about her book. We're going to talk about her life as a therapist. And, you know, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited to have her on. And, you know, please, please show us support. Show us love. Um, and, you know, before I even go any further, hopefully you guys had a great Valentine's Day. Thank you to everybody that heard our last Valentine's Day episode. Hopefully, I was able to help you. Some of you, I don't know who, but hopefully, I was able to help with the topics. Hopefully, I was able to help with the advice. And, you know, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check it out after this episode and after you download all of Kelsey's podcasts. And, you know, after you get her book, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. I'm going to talk to you guys in a bit. But before I do that, won't you listen to this song? Resumir, a mis amigos les conté que en el amor ninguna pena me aniquila, que pa' probarles de tus besos me olvidé y me bastaron unos tragos de tequila. Les platiqué que me encontré con otro amor. Y que en sus brazos fui dejando de quererte Que te aborrezco desde el día de tu traición Y que hay momentos que he deseado hasta tu muerte Acá entre nos quiero que sepas la verdad no te he dejado de adorar Hay en mi triste soledad Me han dado ganas de gritar Salir corriendo y preguntar ¿Qué es lo que ha sido de tu vida? Acá entre nos Siempre te voy a recordar y hoy que a mi lado ya no estás, no queda más que confesar que ya no puedo soportar, que estoy odiando sin odiar, porque respiro por la herida. Mm -hmm. 
Sepas la verdad No te he dejado de adorar Allá en mi triste soledad Me han dado ganas de gritar Salir corriendo y preguntar ¿Qué es lo que ha sido de tu vida? Acá entre nos Siempre te voy a recordar y hoy que a mi lado ya no estás No queda más que confesar Que ya no puedo soportar Que estoy odiando sin odiar Porque respiro por la herida What's up everybody, welcome back So today I'm sitting with Kelsey Kelsey Arellano, I already messed up your name Um <laughs> So, um, Kelsey is the host of Aquí Entre Nos. She's a psychotherapist. She's the author of How I Became in Love Myself, a memoir. And if that wasn't enough, she's also the co-founder of Humanity Line, a line inspiring kindness in hopes of fashion, through fashion, hope through fashion. I don't know, man. I thought it was going to be way better. I'm super rusty. I'm sorry, Kelsey. Um... I don't know what's going on with me today. Before we started, I was perfect too. I was like speaking eloquent and everything, but whatever, <laughs> guys. Do over? Nah, no do over. So, um, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but good. I'm doing good. Just finishing up some work today. I, um, when you get to the end of Friday, sometimes you have this sense of relief of like, hell yeah, the weekend is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking I, forward to enjoying the next two days off. Yeah, Um, I, I've been up since midnight. So for me, it's like, oh man, that sweet, sweet sleep I'm gonna get tonight. So I, I can't wait to to go to sleep. I love sleep, by the way. I don't know what that, why, but I just love it. Maybe because I don't get enough of it. But anyways, um, so first of all, I want to know, when do you sleep? Like I, I like I just mentioned, I'm looking forward to going to sleep, but you do so much that do you get any sleep? I do. Um, that's so funny. So obviously, before we started recording, you asked me that question and it I made me laugh. It's just so funny because people do ask me that, like, when the hell do you sleep? When do you have time for yourself? But I like to believe that I'm really good at time management. Mm -hmm. um, I work with lists a lot. Like I have a planner book. I have list um, in the right in front of me, actually, as we speak on my desk. Um, I have lists on my phone just to make sure that I'm constantly not forgetting to get certain personal things done as well um but i like to stay busy i don't do well with just sitting around but i do like sleep um so i do sleep in on weekends unless i plan something early or um i like to get to bed you know 
pretty early enough to get at least uh, six to seven hours of sleep. So I think I sleep pretty well. Some people tell me, oh, I only get like five. And I'm like, oh, there's no way I would be so cranky. Yeah. Um, yeah that so I sleep. I just, I use every minute of my day to be as productive as possible, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get some tips off of you because like this is the only thing I had to do today. And I make sure I didn't go out the house at all. So um, we're recording pretty late in the afternoon, got evening, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so um, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I make sure I, 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 I didn't plan anything so I wouldn't miss meeting you. So is that a good thing? I think that's a good thing. Right? That's definitely a good thing. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the pandemic before we started. Um, I want to know how it's, has it affected you in any way? We're already a year in or about to be a year in. And, you know, a lot of people are def- um, have been affected differently. Some people have um, got gone like, you know, on the ball, I guess, or got to work and are making something. You know, like as you could tell me from you, you you're starting a, a, a fashion line, I guess, or so, and for me, I started a podcast, another podcast. So, and for, for others, there's just a break, you know, like they needed a break. Their job was super hectic. And um, this year was just a break for de- to decompress. And for some, they used it to get rid of those toxic relationships that they're on. So I don't know how the pandemic affected you or has it affected you in any way, positive, negative, you know, let me know. So I... I think it would be ridiculous to say that it hasn't affected all of us in some way or another. It doesn't matter. I I like to believe that it doesn't matter how introvert or extrovert you may be as an individual. There's no way that we're all like, yay, a year in of being in these ridiculous, you know, unknown space of not knowing where this virus is taking us. I think, um, personally it's affected me in a lot of ways both good and um some difficult moments at first it was like okay um looks like i'm just going to work from home um so i've been working from home since this thing began i am a a therapist or clinical psychotherapist um so i do see patients um Monday through Friday. Um, And so it's been Zoom sort of sessions through this like video program that they use. Um, So it's affected me in the way of like, and excuse my language, but I wake up, eat shit and work where I live. And so um, I had to start, um, I noticed I was having moments where I was just like, fuck, like here I go again, like work and, and, uh, waking up and it just, it was taking a toll on my energy. And I wouldn't say I'm like a big, big extrovert or a big introvert. Like I'm definitely in the middle. I have my moments where I want to be home and enjoy my space. And then obviously where I to totally use a night out and so at first I was like oh this is cool like I don't mind being home I'm not crazy on going out anymore at my age or whatever it may be but after a while you're just like is this really it like this is a morning to night routine and that's all I'm doing um and so when I get that way 
and start having more time to think, my mind runs. And so that's kind of where the clothing line came in. Um, I've been more productive with my podcast as far as like episode uh, ideas and seeing how I'm going to reach out to speakers, um, been more organized in that sense. I've gotten a lot more done um, as far as like myself as a professional, like I've signed up for trainings or I've done more reading or listened to books that are going to help me as a therapist to provide better services. So in the sense of, I feel like it's given me more time despite being a very busy person. Yeah, it has. But do I miss my social life? Um, do I miss being able to drive out to LA since I didn't move here about a year and a half ago to San Diego um, and being with my friends and getting together for lunch or things like that? Yeah, it's been lonely. It's been um, overwhelming in that sense. But I've been trying when I have the moments of like loneliness or just being in a funk I tell myself okay I think I just have to get out of this house and go oh, go find something to do so I'll take a walk I'll go on a jog I'll um, go walk by the beach thankfully I live 10 minutes away now from it so I find ways to like de-stress because I know in that moment like my mind and body are asking me for like a different environment because you there's no way you know you don't people tend to get like cabin fever you know there's no way you could just be in a place and and be mentally stable I guess you could say with it um how it's affected my profession it's been very very busy I think um we hear a lot on the news a, a lot of talk about the virus we hear a lot of talk about the financial struggles that it's brought people, um, you know, losing their jobs and things like that. But there's been a huge, huge, huge move on everyone's mental health issues, uh, suicide attempts, and unfortunately, su successes in people who have committed suicide have increased. Substance abuse is uh, through the roof with people. So, I felt like work has gotten a lot heavy. So in the midst of that all, I also had to like take a little more time for myself because the work definitely became more hectic. I mean, what population do you work with? So I'm, I work with a little bit of everything. So I see individuals, I see couples, couples and individuals are my top, um, but I do see individuals as young as 10 years old. So anyone from the age of 10 to 18, sometimes we do family sessions and that's when I do a little bit of family therapy. It's not my main focus. It, couples and individuals are my main focus. Um, and then I specialize with uh, the military and LGBTQ plus community, the LGBTQ plus community sort of kind of fell into my lap and I love working with them. Uh, the military community just happens to be because I live in San Diego and I work in the area where like by the, um, where a lot of Navy and military uh, live. So a lot of the kids, individuals, couples that I see are just happen to be active duty or veterans. Um, and then I see individuals, if my specialty is uh, a little bit of everything, but mostly depression, anxiety, and mood disorders, such as bipolar one and two, 
Um, and then other little things such as relationship issues, adjustment issues, things like that. Yeah. And well, um, I asked that because um, I could only imagine how hard is it, you know, like not working from home, seeing your patients at home, having an escape. And, you know, when you work at the office, at least you could like decompress a little. I mean, and everything shut down. So you, it's not like you could do go and do something to get that frustration and you know, bringing all that frustration, I guess, you know, like talking to your patients, them telling you how they feel, you're trying to help them out, but there's no escape for you when you're like, you're supposed to be their escape and you bring that home and it's staying home. Like, how hard is that? Like, has that, I mean, has that been an issue for you? It has, it has. I have, it, with this uh, work, it's really unpredictable. So it could be a day where it's light and it just happens to be that everyone kind of, I like to call it collaborated with each other and they're doing okay, they're in a good place. Um, they're not doing too bad or individuals that where I have three to four sessions where they're crying or having just a really rough day and it's overwhelming for me as much as I absolutely can say I love what I do I do have days where I just I'm tired um, emotionally drained and I use those moments to like um, I like to work out almost daily, so I definitely get a workout in either in the morning or in the evening when I get out of work. Um, today, I actually did this morning, knowing that you and I were going to meet. Um, and um, but I find ways to de-stress, like, and and yes, it is limited, but sometimes just going to Target and taking a walk around the store and just window shopping, browsing, whatever you want to call it, helps sometimes. Um, putting on a good movie and grabbing some snacks um, helps sometimes like I said a walk around the beach or around the block or whatever it may be helps but I do allow myself to focus um, on making myself feel a little bit better and finding um, a way to de-stress when those days are heavy and other days they're light and I have time for my podcast after work and I study and I do all kinds of things and I'm like damn, I've been sitting in front of the computer all day, but it doesn't feel so heavy because the day was light. And there's other times where I cannot wait to shut that computer down because the day has been heavy and there's no way I'm doing anything else but like watching TV or doing anything that doesn't have to do with work. And how long have you been doing this? So I've been a therapist for about three and a half years, including my internship. Um, when I first started, I was at an inpatient facility. Um, so I worked with individuals that are um, have psychosis, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar. And that's kind of why I stuck to the pop that population. Um, I guess I like the intensity of uh, what comes with them. Um, but yeah, so that's how I started. I in the inpatient and then now I'm at a private practice setting not my own private practice quite yet um, but I do work for a private practice company and have you noticed like a, a rise of like people seeking therapy like since the pandemic started yes we are crazy busy um we are actually from what I've have read and heard um 
through colleagues and other companies short staff to be honest um we do have intensive you know years of schooling that you have to go through to be um a psychotherapist so I know there's still students obviously in these programs so there's hope for the future to be more people in this um in this career but we are short-staffed and there is way more people going through things and needing help than we are available so I think I have a wait list of five months currently wow um and I have heard of other people for example um therapists that only see kids or things like that where um they're just overwhelmed with the work which is amazing for us because there's money to be made as far as financially but um it's heartbreaking to see that that many people are going um through a hard time and there isn't enough help unfortunately and like when did you notice that um therapy is so important like i mean it has a stigma you know like especially for like hispanics Mm-hmm. You know, um, you being, you know, I mean, young and you choosing to be a therapist, like, I mean, what made you want to become a therapist? So people always kind of find this interesting when I say I feel like this is my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to be a therapist since like middle school. Wow. <laughs> And even though I did change my careers, uh, I changed my career or the idea of what I wanted to go into. So let me rephrase that. I knew I wanted to be a helper since middle school. When I was in middle school, I was a part of this um, link crew uh, program where we would be like peer helpers sort of. So we were eighth graders helping like sixth graders that needed someone to talk to um, or sixth and seventh graders. And so they would match us up with like someone younger that was having a hard time in school, maybe getting picked on, um, got into a fight or having issues at home or whatever it may be. And we like peer coach them kind of, um, gave them positive affirmations and things to kind of get them through or whatever it may be and then obviously if the individual reported that they were going through something serious we had to um, refer them over to a counselor or an adult should should say Mm -hmm. um but i knew it's always been my calling um one of my friends always jokes around oh you knew you wanted to be a chismosa your whole life that's why and be in everyone's business and i was like no of course not but I, I always was the friend that people went to. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty good listener, um, I, as well as a talker, as you can see, I talk a lot. And so I, I knew I wanted to go into a field of helping, but I did grow up um, with a single mom. Um, there was um, domestic violence in our lives there's been all kinds of issues and things traumatizing um situations that i've been through personally and within my family so i guess i wanted to be a part of the change for kids and people um who had difficult life pathways as my own so as i 
continued to grow and through high school, I started right out of high school with a major in psychology and criminology. So I wanted to go somewhere along the lines of like a probation, social worker, something along with helping the youth that get into trouble and things like that. I still have such a passion um, as an ally, but I switch things around. So I actually went through the um, pathway of almost becoming a police officer for the LA sheriffs. Wow. And then um, that's kind of where things started to like uh, be highlighted. Um, a lot of the issues with like the police forces and injustice and things like that. And um, I'm very into like um, social issues and whatnot. And so I just thought to myself like I don't want to be a cop because I didn't feel like I would fit right as a police officer who's also wanting to protect, represent, and somehow um, fight with those that are have fallen into into these in, injustice cases in the hands of police officers. So I'm like, well, that's not really going to work for me. So then. Um, I kept wondering like, what do I want to do? Like, how do I want to help? Forensic psychology has always been a huge like interest for me. So then I was like, maybe I'll be a social worker and work in the community and help the homeless and help the those in trouble and things like that. So then I tried to switch to sociology and then um, I didn't really, enjoy the sociology classes, I guess, as much as I enjoyed the psychology classes because the mind and things like that were always my interest. So then I switched back. And so I ended up graduating and majoring in psychology with a minor in criminology and a minor in sociology because of how many classes I had done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, psychology was my thing. And I do think I have more an opportunity to um, expand my desire to help um different all kinds of different people this way so Dang, that's even, how i fell into it <laughs> yeah even in college you were like super like i, I mean I, I don't know if it's offensive but like overachiever i guess like you couldn't stay you couldn't stay like like you had to be moving you had to do something right yeah i, I again I, I it sounds silly but it's like a passion like i want to I, I tell my uh, boyfriend or even family all the time, like, if I just had the money, like, I would build centers to help people, and I would just get people out there, and I would give money to the homeless, and I would find all the solutions possible, but, you know, obviously, um, you know, I don't have that opportunity, and so I do have my significant other or even my sister jokes around with me like you sure you shouldn't have gone into like politics or something like you you probably would have been up there like I'm gonna make this change and I was like yeah but then they all fall into the whole system and don't do shit anyways That's true. <laughs> so I didn't want to go that route yeah and you know it's funny that you, you brought up like criminal justice and all that because what is it about therapists and criminals like I bet you, you you're into like the CSI and you're like ID. You watch ID all the time. And like, I bet like, cause my cousin's also a therapist. Um, and that's, that's her thing. She, she, that's, she stays on that channel. Like where 
Uh, all days about killers. All the whole damn day, she's watching um, like shows about killers and murders. I'm like, damn, you don't you like comedy? I mean, I bet I guess that's. I love comedy, first of all. <laughs> oh, but like you guys have that in common. Like, I mean, I guess it, it is interesting knowing you want to know why, you know why you want to, and then you have the the knowledge, so you kind of depict it and break it down. Like, oh, I bet you this person suffering from bipolar and da, da 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 you know that's as far as my knowledge of therapy and like all that so i'm not gonna go deeper into because i don't know but i bet you could probably go into deeper than that so yeah you your cousin and i probably have a lot in common <laughs> along with other um psychologists if you go in because nobody goes into any helping position that i can think of for the money like if you are planning to be this filthy wealthy person you probably choose like the medical route as a nurse or a doctor um, where they work you a bunch of hours and you make a shit ton of overtime or whatever it may be but we don't go into sociology or community work or therapy because we're like oh man i just want to be super wealthy we go in because we want to help or we're interested in how the mind works and you hit it right on the nail. Like I do watch those shows and movies. I definitely like mind fucking <laughs> television that just messes with you and gets you to a place of like, oh, like that totally messed me up. I thought that was the killer, whatever it may be. Um, but because I am interested in the mind and how people think, why they do the things they do, that's actually why, like I said earlier, forensic psychology has always been my my geeked out um topic because i'm like oh like when pe when things happen i am unfortunately that person that thinks about the criminal over the victim and it's not because i'm unsensitive to the victims and what they have dealt with of course not i'm here to help all of those people and that's why i picked this field of work but I do always think of like what happened to this person to get to this place in their life and shoot up a place or bomb a place or kill someone or make these decisions it's it's interesting um personally to me I want to know what drives people to get there and so yeah it's always been kind of my passion <laughs> yeah. and, uh, right now as you were talking about like like um bombing people and killing like all that like i wonder if my like the fbi agent like enjoys my interviews if he's a fan of my podcast because i'm just like i'm with somebody must be hearing this like government or something like if you do man go drive go leave a five star review on itunes please like let me know what you enjoy yes and do not be <laughs> driven off by my crazy interest in killers i no, swear i'm not like, one of them so like what what's your favorite show or like what's your mind-numbing thing that you like to like i guess decompress with like but still you know it's in that genre i guess so i do not de decompress with that genre oh, okay I, surprisingly it just if i'm overwhelmed with my work there's no way i want to watch something like that and spiral more into like like oh the world sucks and it's ugly <laughs> you know like in no way so yeah. what do i watch i i definitely um comedy is my first pick 
when it comes to de-stressing um, any rom-com or just a few episodes of The Simpsons. Oh. I love The Simpsons and um, Family Guy. And so if I really have nothing else to watch, I will watch a few episodes of that and laugh and that that does it for me. But if I am like, ooh, this new movie came out um, and I'm interested to, there's actually a new movie that came out. I can't think of the name, so let me look that up and I'll get back to you. But I've been wanting to watch it. I think it's called Pretty Little Things or something Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, no, um, perfect little yeah yeah it's with denzel washington yes yeah i was gonna tell you yeah yeah i can't wait to see that like i i saw a preview for it or something the other day i don't know where but i was like oh my god that looks good so whenever like movies like that come out i make the time and effort to be like all right like i'm ready to be mind screwed like i want to sit and watch this thing and see what it has um Inception is one of my favorite movies. Um, uh, Shuttle Island, like movies like that, you know. Um, and and yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes I'm like, ooh, I want a little, a little bit, a little bit of Criminal Minds or whatnot to just kind of see what's out there. But when you do this work on the daily, and you do hear of people telling you their stories of the trauma and hardship and things that are happening to people out there, um, it's a lot more difficult to enjoy a Criminal Minds episode of someone uh, raping and molesting women because you probably had heard a patient that shared something similar. And so it's a little more like, um, you know, the day was already heavy with work. I'm not going to go there right now. Family Guy is the smarter pick or yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good choice. Um, I, I thought you were going to say like um, Bachelorette or something like that, but that's good. No? I hate reality shows, so I don't huh. watch the Kardashians. I think I've watched maybe like a few episodes scattered never watch all of them um i do have friends that were into that i know people that like literally cried like oh the kardashians are over and i was like thank god get them out of the tv <laughs> um, but that's just my personal nothing against them cool. yeah, yeah they're cool whatever they build a whole uh empire but just don't care for it i've never watched the bachelor or bachelor or whatever it's called um I was about to tell you if you wanted to do a podcast with me, but it's all right. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. I've I've never cared for it. Um, I I guess yeah. I don't know. It's never interested me. A rom com, it's cool. Some P.S. I love you, or you know, cute little romantic movie is fine here and there. But yeah, The Bachelor is just not my thing. <laughs> Yeah, whenever you need like re recommendations, like for movies, like I, I got you. Like just hit me up. Like that's all I do. Like I told you, like this is my life, podcasting, and I I work, but I mean, I like I don't know. I'm addicted to like a screen, I guess. So let me know if you need any recommendations. I got you. Um, but let let's move on to your podcast. Like tell me, um, tell me about your podcast. Um, I I can't those right? No, no. So Acá Entre Nos is, um, it revolves around the same thing. Um, so it, Acá Entre Nos was created to um, 
de help destigmatize uh, mental health. Um, it's a platform to talk about social issues. Um, it's a platform to just represent la comunidad, the Latin and black community, even though I'm a Latina, obviously not um, black community, but I am an ally. I have friends, um, friends are part of the community and I just care about people um, as much as I'm an ally for LGBTQ plus as well, uh, the best that I can be, of course. I will never sit there and say, I understand what these individuals have gone through, but if I can speak up and say something and find ways to represent, I rightfully do so. Um, so it's a Spanglish podcast. I do it in Spanish and English. Um, I have pod, uh, episodes around uh, mental health issues um, and what um, different topics um, that we speak of where I bring professionals onto the show um, to talk about anxiety, to talk about um, first generational issues, uh, talk about um, bipolar addiction and things like that. I've had four seat. well, sorry, excuse me. I'm going into the fourth season. So I've had, um, and we do all kinds of talks. I've had a sis come on the show. I've had uh, a LGBTQ plus therapist and um, he is a part of the community come on the show and talk about how he works with the community. Um, I have these little segments in between all of it. I call them tell my story segment where I bring people kind of like you've brought me onto your show to interview them and talk about what they're doing for the community um, and just giving them a platform. I've had authors come on, um, other professionals and other, um, you know, work fields, not exactly in psychotherapy or psychology, um, but it's just, it's a space. I started to do it to, um, to with that idea to destigmatize uh, mental health and it being a place where people can hear and learn more about psychology and stuff um, and yeah I've kept it going so far I don't know when I'll retire it um, it's definitely a side thing so I can't promise that I'm gonna go for too many more seasons but I do have at least two to three more seasons already planned ideas uh of episodes that i'd like to do and then maybe eventually i'd put the little baby to rest but um for now it i enjoy it it's just, it is time consuming i'm sure as you know and finding people to come on and stuff can be a little difficult sometimes <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah that i mean for me that that's the hardest part reaching out to people like i mean people aren't here to listen to me uh, I do my own little thing called solo bubbles where I sit here and I get super depressive and I start talking about my emotions and feelings depending what I mean depending on my week. That's how the solo bubbles go. But yeah, I mean I totally agree. Like for me, that's one of the hardest things. Like um I'm not much of a social person, or at least I'm very self-conscious about how I speak. And um I don't like to reach out to people because then I feel like they're judging me, but that's my thing. <laughs> and then I guess that's what this podcast like it's about is pushing me out of my comfort zone reaching out to people because that's the only way that this this show is gonna like go forward if i have people on 
And and earlier you mentioned that like, like oh you talk a lot like that's the her the whole purpose of this episode is for people <laughs> to hear you. So like the less I speak the better, you know. Um, <laughs> works out for me, but but yeah, I mean um so what made you want to start this podcast? So I've always wanted to do as you can see I'm always trying to do a little bit of everything, but I've always wanted to do something like it and I thought of doing YouTube channel. Mm. Um, but then I started to kind of see how YouTubers release like all the time. Um, they, you know, really use their platform to provide an episode or sometimes daily, sometimes a few times a week or whatever it may be. I'm also a little camera shy, like, believe it or not, like I, I don't know how well I do when I'm being recorded. I like get flustered and blush and don't like to be seen sometimes mm -hmm. i guess you could say so then podcasts were coming about um more popular and stuff when i was thinking about it and so i was like okay well what about a podcast don't have to worry about what i look like or whatever it may be like they're just listening to my voice um and so i started with a colleague or cl old classmate i should say but she's also in the field of mental health and she was also like man we got to get out there we got to teach the latino community in english and in spanish about um imposter syndrome eating disorders different things like that like how do we get out there and so we started together and then um it you know it worked out but she had other project ideas on her own and i didn't want to let it go and we we just weren't working very well we were we let me take that out we work very well together actually we're still friends to this day but mm -hmm. our schedule and things weren't working together and so i felt like um continuing it by myself was more ideal and i didn't want to let it go yet but again um maybe I'm speaking too soon, but I do sometimes think of like, okay, when do I plan to, or how long do, how, do I plan to keep this thing going? How many more episodes could I come up with and things like that? So sometimes I do want to like call it quits if I'm being genuinely honest about it. And other times I'm like, no, like I enjoy doing this. It's just like you said, it's hard to get guests. Um, there's other mental health podcasts as well they're way more popular and known and so sometimes you reach out to people and they totally leave you on red compared to like they'll get on one of those most popular shows and then you're kind of discouraged but I don't give up and I just um, do my research depending on the topic I want to talk about and reach out to a few people and then eventually hopefully someone says yeah I'm in and then we go for it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always like a surprise when people say yes. I'm like, really? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play cool. But inside, I'm like, wow, cool, I did it. I I, I tricked somebody into coming out to the show. But um, I, I actually like we have a lot of like similarities, I guess, because um, I I had another podcast with the co-host and I had to leave that one, but it, it slowly turned into this one. So, um. Yeah, so I kind of get I, I I get what you're saying there, but um, as far as you stop doing podcasts, like I don't think that's a good idea, I guess, because <laughs> there's always topics, there's always issues, there's always something going on in the world that it's gonna help you just keep the podcast on going. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's your life; you can do what you want. <laughs> um, that's just my opinion. You don't have to take it. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, keep, keep doing what you think. So, what do you hope to accomplish through your show? Uh, through the actual show, just put information out there. Honestly, um, if whoever's listening uh, learns a little bit more about it um, or learns a little bit more about some mental health topic or simply just listens to a tell my story segment and learns about someone in the community, listens to my rants. I've had a few individual um, episodes as well. Talk about what's on mind always almost regarding mental health like I just didn't my first episode of this last season was um I gave people like affirmations and things to think about towards uh 2021 depending on um despite sorry despite the year might be difficult or not ways to kind of little statements that'll help hopefully help them push through so I do little episodes on my own like that sometimes as well um but yeah I, there's no um there's no I don't wish to make this thing grow to an extreme where I'm getting paid for it to be honest I don't look for like sponsors um it's just a it's a hobby and I hope that it's a a platform where people get some information out of it um and I always encourage people even though it doesn't happen often but I encourage people to hit me up with questions as a mental health therapist or if they have any episode ideas or anyone they think would be good a good guest for the show I'm always like yeah let's collaborate let's talk um it just doesn't happen as often <laughs> well if you ever need somebody to fill in time like I'm right here for you I don't know I'm not an expert at much but I mean I could come up with something I guess you know I'll make <laughs> something up I'll make make myself I'll read a book and then I'll pretend I'm that character and I'll just, be, oh my you know, God, that's I'll, hilarious. Be, I'll be that character on your show. But I mean, I'm just throwing out there if you need guests. Um, okay. <laughs> so like for those people that just can't seem to get enough of you, like once they, they finish this episode, they want more, more of it. Like what's the episode that you recommend them to listen to after this? From my podcast? Yeah um all of them they're all good but like um, which one's the one that stands out the most like this one's gonna be the one i'm gonna tell people like go listen to this one this is the five star one for sure once you listen to this one you can give me five stars oh my gosh i don't even know well like your favorite topic like the one the episode that you're just on one like ooh, you're just spitting fire Oh my God, there isn't such a... Okay, they're all good because here's the thing. They all highlight someone different. But so I don't, I feel weird picking a favorite, but I have to say that one of the most funnest episodes um, for me was um, La Platica para Adultos, which is the adult edition sex therapy talk. And I got to learn a lot myself about sex therapy and how it works. I had a um, sex therapist um, come on the show and it was fun. Like it was fun to talk about um, sex and things like that through a professional setting. Um, and I have heard feedback from people that were like, wow, that was so informative. And um, it was kind of like a 
getting out of my own comfort zone as well because I was like oh my god like I blush when I talk about this stuff and like if I was that kid that was like oh my god they said this like Mm -hmm. so it was never a comfortable like space for me um and so um it I was a little nervous to do that episode with her I didn't know what we talk about or what was it was a really good one and it's very informative. So I would definitely check that one out, I think. Um, but again, I don't have a favorite. Like they've all been really good. I've had some amazing guests on there. Um, I There was an episode um, also in season three, episode eight. It's called Oh Oh Yeah Yeah. Essencia, and we talk about like um, adolescence and what it, what it's like. You know, they're going through their hormonal changes and mental health issues, and how, as a professional or a parent, to um, pay attention to certain flags and things like that, and find them the help that they may need. Um, first generation. There's one episode talking about first generation mental health. I thought that was really helpful because you know, being first generation in this country can be really heavy, especially. Um, if you have a lot of responsibilities that come with like being a part of a uh, Latino community where your parents are immigrants and things like that. Um, the last episode of season season three, actually, uh, behind the curtains of domestic violence to me was so heavy and informative. I was just like, wow, like, you know, the, these two women came on the show. They're professionals. They work with that community. And they gave us so much information about um, what it's like to work with people that have been victims or have been um, abusers as domestic violence abusers. So, um, but there's, there's so many interests. If you go back to season one, there's El Cerebro, there's just so many. They're all so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I like mean, that, that's, see that, that's how you can tell she's passionate about podcasting, you know, when, when like she, she pretty much gave you all her episodes right there. <laughs> there's way more i know i'm just playing i'm just playing um so before i continue on um do you have a hard out like do you have to leave by a certain time no no okay cool because we i mean we probably have like 18 more minutes 10 more minutes somewhere in the 20 i don't know depending yeah yeah, it's cool (laughs) okay okay um so like what how do you feel about the podcast community because um i have some issues um with them sometimes 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 i'm like yeah you're doing good but sometimes i'm like man you're full of shit like my my biggest beef like even myself i'm a hypocrite um like everybody preaches about support support but not really not a lot of them support other people you know they just support their two friends but they don't go out outside of that you know like i've noticed that like wow like some podcasters that I consider friends, they don't really support me, but I'm over here. Like, I mean, like I said, obviously it's about me. Like you support me. I'm your homie. But, you know, like I try to support everybody, first of all. And but like that's something I've noticed. Have you noticed that? Do you have any like pet peeves with the podcasting community? I don't know. Let me know. Let, let's cheese me out. Let, I, I, I can't cheese me out. I was going to say, is this, this pl- is this the place where I get to talk a little shit? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So I want to expand it to more than the podcast community. I feel, and I think I said this a little bit earlier, how sometimes there's other podcasts or other social media accounts or other people um, that are a little more known or uh, popular, I guess you could call them, um, 
in these realms, right? That get more attention. And so it's disheartening to see like someone leave you on red um, because maybe you don't have enough followers to be a guest on your show. Or it's disheartening to see other podcasts that have a very similar idea or message to you. I'm not going to put names out there because I'm trying to start no drama. But um, <laughs> where you have even noticed like, wait a minute, I just released an episode on this topic and they're episode they just released is very similar to mine and so obviously they're paying attention to you they're listening they're checking in but then you've encouraged collaboration you've you've um reached out to them like hey we should be a guest on each other's podcast or you know we should do something together and then they're not about it so i'm there's a little bit of um disheartening i guess you could say like i said i don't even know if that's the right word towards seeing people that way um but it's in every field of work i feel like there's always someone trying to step on you to get to the top or um you know uh put you on the back burner or not involve you because you're not a k level or whatever it may be um and honestly i just brush it off kind of i even with an my own friends and acquaintances like I give people shit all the time like yo have you left me a goddamn review why haven't you reviewed my book or why haven't you put something out there you've read it you've looked at it etc or even friends that I'm like I don't say this always to them but I'm like she or he never bought my book but they call themselves my friend I would have totally bought their book or reviewed their podcast or whatever it may be but then after a while, um, you can't let those um, individuals, haters, whatever you want to call them, or just people that don't support you as much as you thought they would from achieving or st- continuing to reach your own goals. So if this is something, whether it's podcasting, your profession, um, any form of entrepreneurship idea that you're excited about and you have two to three listeners and that's all you got for now that's cool like the word will get out there someone else will come and say hey I got your back I'm here to support you and sometimes the acquaintances and strangers are more of a fan of you and supportive of you than the so-called friends or acquaintances that were supposedly closer to you or the people that you felt like man like we have the same idea we should totally be collaborating they should totally be supportive I would be supportive of them but they're not and so you're like oh well brush it off like move forward um so that's my take on all that (laughs) yeah well like two things on what you said like um for me like I get I mean I that pisses me off too like when I have a guest and then the next week I see the same guest on another podcast, like, or I told a podcaster, oh, you know, what? I'm a, um, I want to have this person on. And then they end up getting that person. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like to me, it's kind of flattering. Like they can't make moves without me, you know, uh-huh. like, so they it's flattering. They don't got their own ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. You needed me to get you. Okay. Or, and then the second part about the reviews and all that, like that, that gets me mad too. Gets me sad. Like, man, like, you're my family or you're you're my best friend. Or, like, another podcaster that, like, I like I hype up so much. Um, but you don't support me. Like, like, like what I got to keep in mind, and I saw the, a post today, actually, 
um like your friends and your family they're not your target audience you know so sometimes you gotta you know don't pay no attention to them they're not the people you're trying to reach so don't you know don't take that personal you know the people yeah. that are hearing you are the ones that are meant you know that you're meant to reach so i mean for me like the, the my like the my number one listener she lives in um wisconsin so like and i i've never met her never talked to her she came from another podcast and i'm from an lgbtq podcast and i was like super flattered like hey dang like she's my number one fan like she's pushing my podcast recommending it all the time and like for me like she's the biggest support system when it comes to my podcast so don't take it personal they're just not the people that you're meant to reach and your family are yeah i don't yeah and like sometimes i wonder like would we even hang out like if we weren't related would we even talk outside of this <laughs> so don't 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 take it personal and I mean, you, you <laughs> just talked, you just talked about your book like tell us about your book um how i became the love of my life and memoir yeah so i am also a writer <laughs> as you oh. guys are listening i do everything también cocino también i'm just kidding <laughs> i do like to cook up, but um i'm a writer so how did writing start for me um it was my own therapeutic coping mechanism um so when i was younger i was more of a um i guess you could say i suppress my emotions and um uh my mom and i would argue all the time <laughs> Uh, when I was younger, because she's like, pues no me dices como te sientes. How am I supposed to read your mind? You're not talking, you're not expressing. So I was unfortunately that kid that like, if I was angry, it was like I was slamming things and, you know, like storming into my room and shutting the door. And then if I'm asked what's wrong, I'm like nothing. And so I was that kid. <laughs> um, and even sometimes can be that adult when I'm just like avoidant, I guess you could say, and don't wish to even bother and express whatever it is that I'm upset about. Um, so my mom gave me a journal and she said, you know, I worry about you. Sometimes you, I hear you crying at night or sometimes you're sad or something is wrong. But when I ask you what's wrong, you're not telling me. Um, and it was hard for me to communicate with my mom, um, you know, that our life was hard for me, that her being a single mother was hard for me, that uh, violence at home and things like that were hard for me. It was, I just didn't feel comfortable telling her, hey, you and some of the household things are part of the issues of why I feel the way I do. Um, so I would always play strong and said everything was fine, um, but she noticed. So then she gave me this really pretty um, journal and said, write about it. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna look through your diary or journal, whatever you wanna call it, hide it, whatever you have to do. But I want you to desahogarte, get things off of your chest and just write. Um, so I am dyslexic. So sometimes I, so English and writing and reading was never my favorite thing. I hated when the teacher called you out in front of everybody and made you read a paragraph because I always stuttered or messed things up. And so I was like, hell no, I'm not going to write. But I did start to just, it was my journal. No one was going to read it if I messed up or wrote something wrong, like your, uh, writing it y-u-o-r sometimes because my mind just does that and switches the words around um it was okay so i started journaling journaling as a way of 
doing exactly what she encouraged me to do was getting things off of my chest. And then I started a blog. Um, I think it was like 2012 or something. It's still out there. I don't even update it anymore, but it's uh, on WordPress. And I wrote like poetry. Um, I shared my mom's, uh, my mom passed away from cancer I shared our entire cancer story on there I started like just writing to the public in this blog and I would sign it K beautiful mind and there was no pictures of me or anything because no one knew who I was it was just some random chick like writing about her life and putting poems and quotes and stuff out there um so it's kind of like a secret identity sort of mm -hmm. <laughs> where I was like writing right but even though a lot of my friends and people knew that like that was me that was my signature and I was putting stuff out there but like I did have people from like other states um I had this person from Canada actually reach out to me one time I remember like wow I was so moved by your story um you know my father is battling cancer right now and it's such a hard time grieving and going through this and all this stuff and I was like wow like a reader in Canada like a totally random person somehow came across my story and was moved by it um but i i unfortunately because i think it would have been cool to keep up with it but unfortunately i didn't stay on top of my blog because school happened life happened um i had to help with family and things like that um but i kept it going and then i switched over to instagram and a K Beautiful Mind uh, Instagram page, which I've slowly been growing and I just put different thoughts and inspirational quotes and poems and things on there. Um, and then I wrote a book again. The book was also a therapeutic process. Um, it's a memoir. It talks a little bit about my own grief of losing a partner that, or romantic a relationship involvement that I thought was something that was supposed to last um and due to like betrayal and things like that it got it ended um and so I talk a little bit about that I talk about what it was like literally to become the love of my life to find my confidence through the grief of my mother passing through the grief of my relationships and the way I've gone about making certain decisions and things like that so Again, it was kind of like journaling. I just started writing and then decided to self-publish. And so I put it out there. It's not a top seller. It's not, um, you know, I don't even know how many purchases I've had. Actually, funny, I just received, um, for this year, I received a like tax, uh, what is it called, a form like to provide to my- Like, like a W-2 kind of? Uh-huh and from um my royalty from my book and supposedly about a hundred and something bucks uh Damn. just in two thousand and just in 2020 so i was like okay they're selling yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool like you know i was like oh i made a hundred because it just goes directly into my account and it's not much per book that you get because obviously um, Amazon publishing keeps like a percentage. So I never really paid too much attention when it came in little pieces. But then when I saw my total, it was like a hundred and I don't even remember. It was like 60 something, 160 something bucks or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. That means I sold like a few books because they are only about 10 bucks a piece or something like that. Um, 
so yeah that was pretty cool but i again i should i have probably spent more time finding a way to market my book and all this stuff sure but it's just another thing that i did because i wanted to write and put my story out there it wasn't to burn anybody i changed names in my stories um even though if you knew me personally you probably know who is who <laughs> um and yeah reason to put something out there so yeah i like yeah. to write it's another side thing <laughs> that, that's cool though um oh so hopefully like you send me the link and maybe i could give one away to a listener yes i would love to do a giveaway um yeah. that'll be cool um i will i i will have to order copies a few copies or whatever but maybe we could do one or two giveaways that'd be really cool yeah yeah i mean you're a pretty cool person um, i'm not have you. to say i like i like you you i mean you're everywhere you do everything but you're scramble like <laughs> you're me. everywhere <laughs> yeah you're scramble <laughs> like funny. me like i mean i like that i like people that are keeping busy because i wish i was like that so you're an inspiration i guess um <laughs> i will be I, I guess we're gonna we're gonna end it because i don't want to take too much time now you know i know you got things to do people to see um shows to watch and maybe another book to write. <laughs> so um before we go um why don't you tell us um some advice give us give the listener an advice to kind of like get through this pandemic like you seem to have it somewhat figured out you know keep busy i guess but Whatever advice could you give the listening to help them get through this pandemic? Take it one day at a time. That's the best advice I can give anyone listening that is overwhelmed. Um, I totally can relate. I think we're all over it. Um, um, not necessarily wearing the mask or whatever it may be, but maybe you lost someone um, during this pandemic or maybe you lost yourself have happened to you you've lost your job um or whatever it may be um but take it one day at a time and listen to yourself listen to your body listen to your mind um if your body is telling you to take a mental break or to take a moment for yourself do it um i know it's harder if you guys are living in homes with family or partners that maybe you both worked a lot and now you're in each other's faces all the time um, still allow yourself to set boundaries and set up your alone time what even if you're not going out for girls night or guys night or whatever it may be but be vocal tell your partner hey i need some space or i'm gonna go for a walk by myself or i'm gonna do whatever it is to take care of my own um mental health and well-being it's super important i think one thing this showed us is that if we're not taking care of ourselves it's very easy to feel like we're losing it so one day at a time for sure yeah go i mean that's great advice or you could just also watch one day at a time on netflix oh my god <laughs> <Love> that show <laughs> yeah well um yeah, you can do that too like like okay so that i guess that's it for my questions i don't know if there's anything i missed that you want the listener to know about you or what you do or i don't know maybe you have an event coming up i mean you seem to be real busy um no events coming up or anything like that since we're in a pandemic um so no i don't i don't really have too much more to share about so 
I think I shared a little bit of everything. Um, if you guys have any questions regarding mental health, if you'd like to check out one of my inspirational quotes here and there, um, find me on social media, but that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah, let them know your your plugs, your your handles. <laughs> my plugs. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> funny. Um, so you can find me on... Uh, so I don't share... You can find my personal page if you find it and come across it and add me and you seem chill, I'll totally add you. But I don't share that one. So, um, and it's for the reason that I don't want like my patient to anything that I am a guest on and suddenly coming to find my personal page. But if you find it, add me, cool. Um, but you can uh, talk to me through at kbeautifulmind, um, double underscore. That's my writer's professional kind of page, I guess you could call it. And then the podcast page is at acantrenols, double underscore. And we didn't go too much into my clothing line um, because we're still not releasing or anything, but look out for the clothing line that I'm doing with the friend. It's at humanity line, uh, one underscore. We're gonna put some pretty cool casual sort of places out there and i'm excited about that too yeah yeah i'm excited about it too um like i said i, I we're gonna do definitely we're gonna do a giveaway and you just mentioned like i have your personal um instagram so i don't know how i got in there but there you guys <laughs> i didn't get in there somehow and then that's how i ended up booking this episode so there you guys go see i'm persisting as af i guess or as fuck that's crazy yes yes um, I, right. I know i think i did a few cursing i apologize i don't get to do it often so. i mean as long as you're cool <laughs> with it like i'm cool with it like uh, this is i mean this is meant for kids but it's all good i guess i'll, I'll put an explicit <laughs> explicit label on this episode um all right well you know what um i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna just end the recording but i'll talk to you in a little bit okay okay all right, that was Kelsey right there, right there. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Um, yeah, see, told you she's super busy, but it was a great conversation. And, you know, hopefully it was informational. And hopefully you guys go seek some mental health if you guys are in need. Or if you guys think about maybe I should get it, this probably means they should. Don't second guess yourself. And, you know, um, there's other options. I, I know there's apps. And, you know, but you could always hit up Kelsey if you got any questions, any concerns. I'm sure she'd be able to help you. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave a five-star review on iTunes. Make sure you go get yourself a shirt. Make sure you go get yourself a hat. I have pins. Those pins are available by me. So if you would like a free, um, if you like a free, nope, those aren't free. If you like a pin, um, DM me. You can find me at LetMeKnowPod on Instagram and Facebook. You can always email me at LetMeKnowPod at gmail.com. And if you haven't heard, I do have another podcast. You could go check that one out at The Feelings Pod. And that's also available wherever you listen to podcasts. So, and don't forget, please leave a five-star review. Um, let us know what you enjoy about the podcast, what keeps you here. And don't forget to share this show with your friends. The more people that we bring on, the more people that could benefit from Kelsey and her knowledge and all her, you know, all the work that she puts out. So don't forget to go, go um, support her. So you can find her podcast at aquí entre nos underscore. You're writing at get beautiful mind underscore. And she is the co-founder of humanity line underscore. So go check her stuff out. I'm sure you're not going to be disappointed. Alright guys, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate everything you do for me and for my guests. We appreciate you and 
everything that you do for us. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. All right, guys, so next time I'll see you. Bye. has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms